0: Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: We just want to take some time today to pay tribute to hear those stories. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number if you'd like to share your story on the program today. George Murphy is with us on the line because George, you opened for Christy before, is that right?
2: And that's right, Andrea. Yeah, I was a huge fan of Christy since I was a young teenager, and. Um, when I finally got my break in uh, in the music industry, um, I was interviewed and I said that Aslan were one of my favourite bands. And uh, I got a call from Christy then and he asked me if I'd like to open up a show for them in, uh, in Vicar Street. You know, it's, it's coming up on 20 years ago now that that, that happened, you know, but I've been still still a huge fan ever since, you know.
1: A true testament to the man that that phone call came from him yeah. himself. Isn't this such a great story, George?
2: Well, even more so in, in in terms of of testament to him. I mean, I, I went along that day, and um, I was supposed to just be introduced over the intercom um, to to say, "Folks, take your seats for the uh, support act, George Murphy or whatever." And Christy kind of said, "No, no," but that's not happening. And he walked out onto the stage himself, and the crowd went wild because it was it was Christy Dignam and that that's the man they were all there to see, you know. But he walked up to the mic, and he just said. Uh, he said, folks, it's, it's not time for the Aslan show just yet, but uh, I, I want just to give your undivided attention to this next young lad who's going to come out. I think he has a bright future ahead of him and stuff like that. And, you know, it was just, for me, like, he didn't have to do that. He, he had enough mm. things to be to be keeping himself busy backstage and stuff like that, but he, he took the time to go and do that so so that I would have the audience um, in the palm of my hand when I walked out, you know, and it's just... it. These are the kind of things that were, were, were nothing to... Him, but but meant the, the world to me, and I'm I'm one of of hundreds and thousands of people that he's he's done this kind of stuff for, you know. So it'll always stay with me.
1: Even the way you recall the story, George, it's as though you know you can you can obviously hear him saying that and repeating that on stage that night.
2: Yeah, well, you, you know the the thing for me, Andrea, is um, I know from talking to Christy, he didn't have much time for the likes of these reality TV shows um, because he didn't like how talent was being exploited uh, and a lot of people who who were kind of being promised the sun, the moon and stars and stuff like that would would only get five minutes of fame uh, most of the time and I think he kind of wanted to take me under his wing a little bit and kind of say to me you know if you want longevity in this industry it's going to be more than a flash in the pan like that kind of stuff and he he gave me great advice he came into studio with me he he was always willing to take my calls and he gave me so many opportunities to open up for Aslan the, the length and breadth of the country and if it wasn't for that I, I genuinely don't think I, I would have been able to carve out a career um, in this industry and um, because it is tough and it is cutthroat and you do need somebody who's kind of been there done that and worn the t-shirts to to have your back Mm -hmm. and I'm just delighted to say that for me that was Christy and he's he's just a hero of mine I, I remember being backstage with him and we were going out to sing Working Class Hero together and he said well, come on we go in go in here and practice this uh, the, the room was a bit loud and he opened the door I'd never been in Vicar Street before so he opened the door I thought we were going into like another room but it was actually the bathroom and we went in he put he put the lyrics of the song Working Class Hero down on the toilet bowl and we stood either side of the toilet bowl going verse for verse on the song and it's just to me I'm, I'm, I still laugh thinking yeah. about it and stuff like that you know but uh, um, I met his his daughter Kira um a couple of weeks ago and we sat and we shared some stories and it it, it kind of feels to me like the things going full circle because he he gave me my first opportunity to to stand on a Vicar Street stage and now myself and Kira are playing our first Vicar Street show in a in a couple of months time you know and it's something oh, I I I would have loved him to uh what a loving Christy, to to be around for it. But I'm sure he'll be with us on the night in spirit.
1: You know, yeah, absolutely. So, so, so you you are now going to to, to gig at Vicar Street with with, with Kira in the coming weeks. Kira is yeah. going
2: to be my support act on the night. That's you know? lovely. So. That's
1: such a fabulous fabulous story, George. I, I I'm sure you you got a you know you you were I'm sure you were very upset when you got the news yesterday. Uh, it, it,
2: I. To be honest, I still don't feel it's it's really hit me yet. You know, just to, to to think that I'll think that I'll never go to another Aslan show again. To think I'll never see Christy Dignam perform live again. You know, it's just. But I suppose we just have to be grateful for the time that we did get uh, with him, and for all the fans who who love him up and down the country. That the, for the opportunities that that they did get to go and see Christy, because he, he truly was one in a million. I've, I I like to. Think that I'm a good singer, but I've tried so many times to to pick Christy Dignam songs and sing them in the key yeah. that that he sings them, and I can't get near his vocal range. He he was just one in a million, you know, and it's it was just a pleasure to have gotten to know him and and to get to work yeah. with him, and um, you know, the whole nation mourns a huge loss now, you know.
1: Well, I think you've paid a, a lovely, really fitting tribute today george and and thank you for getting in touch and sharing sharing that with us on the program um if you're listening to to george murphy here and maybe maybe you met christy somewhere along the way at some gig whatever your story send it in to us oh eight seven fourteen hundred one oh six is the whatsapp uh, calvin o'brien is with us as well because calvin you recorded two podcasts with christy in recent times
3: yeah, uh, we recorded before some of there, there, uh, it was in 2021, now, we were only in our infancy really, um, I think it was our 17th episode, we were bouncing around from place to place, we didn't even have a solid place to record, and uh, through a friend of a friend we got in touch with Christy and he said he would be up for coming on, so we were like, right, well where are we going to do it, and then he got back to us. I says, why don't you just come up and do it in my, in my gap?" So we went up and we did it in Chrissy's kitchen. Brilliant. And we couldn't believe it. Like, we thought, this is mad. Like, you know, like, we're usually recording it in our own kitchen. And now Chrissy's had to welcome us up into his house. So we went up and, uh, I don't know what it was, maybe uh, maybe the whole occasion got the the better of me, but I forgot all the equipment. So we drove all the way up (laughs) and we had nothing to record with. So, uh I had to fly back down. I left Tarrant, I left Tarrant uh, in the kitchen talking to Christy. And when, by the time I got back up, he said, sure, there's nothing left to talk about now. Or had they been here for the last hour or whatever, just having chats. But, um no, we had a, we had a great podcast for him then. And um, he laid it all out on the table for us. He talked us through his demons. He talked us through the highs and the lows of his music career, of his life. And he had some great stories to tell us. And he was so quick and so witty and sharp. And he constantly just catch you off with a one line of here and there. He's hilarious. But the stories, he had stories for days and then that was in um April twenty twenty one, around that time. Mm. And then about just over a year ago someone sent us on a news article. They think he'd run an article over a newspaper and they were like just basically having to catch up for him, asking him like his who's his current favourite singer, his favourite films, what shows he's watching on whatever. And that was grand. And in the end of it, he just plugged us and said, eh, this podcast with these two lads from Dublin, blah blah blah. And we were like, Jesus, like he didn't really have to do that. No one asked him to do it, he just yeah. did it. So like we reached out to him and we like said, Thanks for that. Uh, it was a nice plug and a nice mention for us and would you be up for doing another episode now? We're actually signing with goal out. we're gonna be in the studio and he said, Yeah, no problem. And the one regret we had from the first episode was that we didn't ask him to sing, but obviously you knew the status of his health, you didn't really wanna be pushing the boat out too much, the fellas had to invite you into his kitchen, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he said I'll sing this time for you and again we had another great episode great chat for him loads of stories and he, he ended up singing for us and when you're just sitting there literally face to face with the fella and you can hear the talent and the range he has and how he can just switch her on like instantly it's unbelievable and that's exactly what it was it was talent and he was he's one of the best that this country's ever produced and I think the legacy he leaves behind will uh, will stand that to him and I just hope that he's recognised, maybe in a, in a statue somewhere, as uh, one of the biggest musical talents mm. to ever come from these shores. Uh,
1: the, uh, the two things you, you know, very striking from your your own story and and George there as well a few moments ago, like I suppose how how giving of his time he was to people and particularly you know with yourself and uh, Terence starting out in the early days I should say you're one half of the, the Talking Bollocks podcast but like you know in the early days starting out and same for George as well over 20 years ago you know like so willing to give his time to people Yeah and that
3: that's the thing he was like I really was uh, the man of the people you know what I mean and he, he knew that he knew that by doing this small act it will mean so much to the next person and he did it he didn't care he he didn't really care too much about like the material side of it. He was just like, No problem, we'll do this small thing for you didn't look for anything in return really, but he just knew that the domino effect that would have on then, you know, like hopefully if the next person makes a up higher, they pass it back down again and I know so many people who have stories of bumping into him and he done this and he done that and he, he always had time for people yeah. and considering how big he was and um the battles that he was having, that's a testament to him.
1: Absolutely. 087 1400 106 is the number if you were, look, if you're an Aslan fan you've travelled the country, you've gone to many gigs let us know if you've met Christy over the years, we, we want to hear your stories as well. Jason is on the line Jason, he ended up in your house one day how did that come about? Yeah and, uh, um it was back
4: in 2005 um, Aslan were booked to play particularly they so were doing an open air festival in the town and Killing Eggs was absolutely packed that weekend. There was such a big buzz around Aslan coming to town. It was the, the August bank holiday and the weather was great. And uh, I was in the house getting ready to go to the gig and uh, my mum phoned and she said, have you gone downtown yet? And I said, no, I haven't. And she said, stay there until I get back. So I kind of waited and I was kind of half given out. And next thing, um, the doorbell rang and it was Christy and the boys and, uh, what happened was mum was on the festival committee at the time, and um, she got a phone call uh with the lads' transport, and that they were at Sligo Airport and they needed to collect it to get up to Beggs. Just happened to have an eight-seater car at the because my siblings were quite, still quite young, so she was dispatched to Sligo to go and collect the boys, and they were on the way up in the car, and Christy was saying, "Oh, I was told any time I came to Beggs I had to get fresh and chips from Melly's." <laughs> And and mum was like, lads, I can't take you to millions. Like, there's thousands of people in the town. Like you, you'll, you'll never get to play the gig. And they were like, oh, Jackie, we'll go up to your house, we'll go up to your house. So mum took them up to the house and I answered the door and I nearly dropped. And in the lads came with the Christian Chefs, the four boys. It was Chris uh Tony, the bass player, who's, who left the band about 10 years after that then. And then Alan, the drummer. And we had such crack at the table eating Christian Chefs with the boys.
1: Oh, it's the, it's the most laugh, Irish like, it's the most Irish story.
4: <laughs> I know I know and, and then like and then like when Christy came in the door there was there was a, a, a Glasgow Celtic frame on the wall or something and me and him should sure, we started talking about Celtic straight away and started talking about football and the lads were all kinda of rolling their eyes like and then we took them downtown like and one of my mates were standing outside the baby hotel and this thing has we're jumping out of the back of our car to go on stage and <laughs> It was was all a bit mad, but they went on stage that night and the town was just buzzing because Kelly Beggs was kind of going through a hard time at that time with the and industry going into decline. and A lot of people were losing their jobs and just the lift that they gave to the town and just no more than the two boys said. Like like Christy must have met everyone in the town that night and he stood and he spoke to everyone and Shane Melly from Melly's Cafe came down and presented him with a Celtic gear top in the baby hotel and he was absolutely delighted and he spoke to everyone and then uh, a young local covers band were playing at Fawlty's Bar th- that night as well and they, they were in playing in Fawlty's and Christy and the lads ended up in forties and Christy grew up and he sang and the pub was just going absolutely bananas mm-hmm. and when the boys were leaving the next day I was in college in Galway at the time and they said oh look we're gigging in the keys bar in Galway in a couple of weeks and they put me and me a couple of my mates on the guest list and we went into that gig as well and it was just it was just magic, you know. It was it was a pleasure to say that, that the lads were in our house that night, you know, and we would such a laugh with yeah. them and it's they such always a remembered story. us anytime. Yeah. and they always anytime we kinda of cross paths with them briefly since and it was just uh great memories like but it kinda of summed them up, no airs and graces. Like they must have spoke to everybody that night from travel from all over Donegal yeah. and beyond. It's brilliant. So weekend to, yeah. go to the gig. So yeah, it's just a brilliant brilliant uh, memory Andrea yeah. and, like somebody to all his family and everyone in England and all of his fans It's such such a massive loss. It's so sad that he's gone.
1: It's such a great memory Jason and and just the, the story about the the fish and chips is just it, it's just brilliant. And I I can you know it's you, you can imagine the lift I suppose that it gave uh in the area at the time as well and I'm sure the crack too that night. Rachel is with us too. Rachel what's uh, what's your story?
5: Hi Andrea, how are you? Good. Oh, big big Aslan fan. Um I've been traveling all around Ireland the last I'd say 15 16 years to see the boys and absolutely devastated at, at Christy's passing. He put up such a fight, my god, to to even go on and perform on a normal night for any any musician, but to do it when you're when you're fighting such a horrible illness, mm-hmm. it was was just a credit to him. I met him a couple of times over Didn't the you? years. I always went looking for him after the show, and I I was lucky enough. I got to meet him twice on two different occasions, and it was always a pleasure. Always so friendly. All the boys are in in Asla, but he, he always took time to talk to the fans and always appreciated the fans. And just going back to what. George was saying, I don't ever remember an Aslan gig where Christie wouldn't thank the Support Act and and tell the audience, you know, up-and-coming Irish Irish music, musicians, follow them. And he was just an absolute an inspiration. And the country is, is really mourning today at the loss of him. And sincere condolences to all his family and friends and band members and just all Aslan. Fans in in general, it's yeah. a big big loss. Yeah.
1: Do you? How many times do you reckon Rachel? You've you've gone to see them?
5: Oh, I was trying to think about it. I've well, we went everywhere. Like we're down in Tipperary, but they were always down around this way, and we'd go up to Vicker Street. We would do the Christmas gigs every year. It was kind of the one Christmas night we looked we looked forward to to going out. To. And I know Kira is is doing it this year. with tickets got us just I suppose to keep up the tradition, but they were always between like Cork, Waterford, Tipperary, Kilkenny. They were always, always down around a couple of times a year, down around this way, we'd always get tickets. And I remember I was saying to someone this morning, like the gigs were almost always identical. You'd know what songs are coming up, but they just got better every time. And it was great to see them in such good form. Like the last gig we went to was last year, they were in Waterford again. Um, in a hotel in Watford. We got to meet him before the gig. We were late getting there. We were never, ever late going into a show, but we got there just before they started. And all my years looking for Christy after a gig, I finally found him before the gig outside with Joe. Okay. And he was in great form. He was in absolute delighted to be back after the two-year break from COVID. And I'd never seen him play as good. And shortly after that, then, he got sick again and, and stopped playing. But it's just hard to believe that you'll never go see them again. Yeah. It's... you know they were just one of those bands that everyone loved everyone knew who they were whether you were a fan or not everyone knew who christy was and all his times on the late late show like he always came across so good so professional but he was just that character he had the one-liners that he'd come out with like they were just absolutely second to none he was just an a absolute character and yeah. he'd be just so missed by everybody it's just Devastating.
1: A, re, a re, very, uh, you know, loyal, I suppose, fan base and, and not even just that, but like even people have, you know, gone to one or two gigs and, uh, you know, the the, the been so generous with your time and, and taking the time to to chat to people is is the one thing I think that really co- comes across today from the stories that we've been, been hearing from you and, and Jason and Calvin uh, and George as well. Um, another listener, we've been to so many gigs Over the years, just absolutely devastated to hear the news yesterday. Uh, Another texter here. I have a lovely memory of the song Crazy World. In 2005, I was over playing shows in Majorca. I used to go to the bar called Strings on my break, sometimes for a pint. There was a Danish band playing there. They knew me from the band that I was playing in uh, while in Spain. They always used to sing crazy world in my honour every time I made an appearance at the bar one night I met uh, a German uh, over there and the band played the song and we danced together for the first time ever we danced crazy world we're now happily married 18 years later lovely memories and the song always uh, that played a part in our relationships as this listener Mandy is on the line what's your story Mandy hello how are you, are you? Hi, how's it good goes? what's your uh, your story today you wanted to, to pay a tribute
0: Ah. Uh, Christy, what a man. Myself and uh, my daughter Tammy, we both work in Beaumont Hospital. I'm a ward clerk and um, my daughter is the secretary. And we got used to seeing him, you know Christy going, coming in and out for his treatment in and out of the hospital. And uh, I stopped him one day because my daughter absolutely loved his his song for Catherine. She loved it. And it struck a chord with her. And she always said that she's going to play it at our wedding going up the aisle and you know, she's getting married next year the 1st of August so I stopped him one day at the lift and uh, I said but Christy my daughter uh, is uh, absolutely loves your song blah 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 and Christy was like oh really I'm so touched my god I'm delighted he said that strikes a personal chord to me that's, more, that's my best work he said it's a personal it's on my personal album and you know he was like so grateful he was yeah. so down to her and he said he said um, oh he said do you know what I'll go on up even better he said I'll actually if I'm around he said I'll actually sing the song at our wedding so That's you lovely. let me know when she's getting married and I'll sing the song at our wedding and do you know what he even left a voice note on my phone to play to Tammy my daughter because she wasn't around she was up in her office and uh because I hear, I was well, if you don't play this note now, Christy, she's not going to believe me. Yeah. She'll thinks, think I'm winding her up, you know. And he was so nice. And later on that evening, he actually texted me again. And uh, he said, uh, he said, no, I'm no word of a lie. He said, I promise that wasn't just Waffle. He said, I'll definitely play. He said, I'm so touched. Thank you very much. He was so, such a down to earth man really
1: really well I'm sure you know? your daughter got some land when you played the voice note did oh she oh my god she yeah. was
0: absolutely astonished now she was like really that is so nice so that song is definitely one for her going up the aisle I mean she it always struck a chord or a song for Catherine yeah. so if anybody out there have a listen to it it's a great great right. great song and a tribute to his wife um, so what a man and what a character even when he was in the hospital coming mm. in for his appointments over the years You know, we got used to seeing him around and he was always holding court with somebody or a couple of people. You know, he was just a character. Yeah. Fantastic man, really was.
1: And, and ever- genuine down to earth. You Everyone know? wanted to chat, chat to him as well. That's such a great, brilliant story, Mandy. Thanks a million for sharing that with us here on the programme today. And and um, as you said, I, I know your daughter will have that at some stage uh, playing during the wedding too. Such a, yeah, I love the they're really good stories coming in and obviously meant an awful lot to a lot of people.
0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan.